Hey everyone, it's Kim Snyder, the creator and director of thevoiceclub.com, a professional certified vocalist, professional singer, and repair special vocal repair specialist. That's a lot of specials. But you know what? Nothing is as special as your voices, and that's totally what I'm committed to. I don't do this for me, I do this for you. My whole life's goal is to bring information that really no one else has had access to because of my very bizarre vocal education. You can find that on my website. I know things no one else knows, but there's a really specific reason. And you can find that at thevoiceclub.com. But because of the really great depth of things that I found out about your voice and the fact that no one else is telling you, it really is my life's mission to bring you this information so that you can be empowered to know what's the potential of your voice, what the potential of your voice really is, and start to get some really actionable ways to find it for yourself so that you're not kind of drawn into all the stuff that we tend to get drawn into, which actually is the source of most of our vocal problems. No joke. All right. I noticed I was having audio issues um, previously. So if, if it sounds like I'm too hot in the mic, let me know. I keep turning this stuff down and then I go back and listen and it's, it's a mess. I'm going to turn it a little bit down more today. I was going to go through a viewer video today, um, but due to some policy changes in several states around the United States, some new lockdown provisions, and, and also some new restrictions on churches around America, I've decided to do a show specifically for you singers on which is the safest mask for you to wear. This is an incredibly important issue for people really more for singers. And there are some very specific reasons. If you listen to our live stream on vocal damage, which was on October 20th, I talked about all the different kinds of vocal damage and some of the special needs that we have as singers that really we as singers aren't even educated about, but um, that are just physically anatomically true. There are special demands on our voices and our bodies when we sing because we expel a lot more air. We expel a lot more um, spit which can carry germs and viruses and all this sort of thing. Now, I've been saying this for years and kind of talking about this kind of thing. Of course, it wasn't anything people really cared to listen to about until coronavirus became a thing. And then all of a sudden, people are looking into, you know, well, how far did the germs go when you speak and spat and all of this? That comes into play when we have to do with singing in public and are asked to wear a mask. Now, this show is not going to get political because the politics should be yours. But I am gonna try to give you some tools to try to make some concrete decisions for yourself about deciding your own personal comfort level based on the science, not the, politi the politicization, there's the word, of science. And that's super important because regardless of what side of any social issue you, you are on, it really doesn't matter what the social issue is or what your opinion of the social is, issue is. When there is a huge social issue that is as big as the coronavirus is, it will always get politicized in any country for any group of people because there's power involved and uh, an excuse for power. So we can always rest assured that if there is a major issue we need information about and it's a major thing in our country or state or our, our providence or wherever we are, province, sorry, Canadians, that it is politicized information that will filter down. 
So I'm going to give you some guidelines today on how to find really concrete, good scientific information that is not politicized and what the options are, what your needs are for your body. And then I'm going to show you four examples and I'm going to show you why they make a difference for your personal health and the safety of others around you when you sing. Okay, sound good? Um, don't forget to pop in, say hi. I want your input. Feel free to tell me I'm full of it. I've heard it before. It won't offend me. Um, smile, thumbs up, thumbs down, whatever you want to do. Express yourself in the little characters that you have in front of you, depending on the channel you're enjoying this live stream on today. Okay. Uh, now, I happen to be in the um, lockdown state of Washington state. They just announced the uh, yesterday, well, technically I knew about it last week, but they've just announced a whole new set of lockdowns and a whole new set of laws as it pertains to live entertainment. However, the, the whole list of entertainment seems to be divided down a line. If you're performing at a casino, go do your thing. If you're performing at a church, don't go, reduce people by 50%, and you better not show up without a mask. Again, politicization, which is a word I should get better at saying since there's so much of it. Either way, this is going to vary, and I think it's going to vary for a while, regardless of where you live. It's going to vary depending on if we get a government mandate, or maybe you're in a country where there is a government mandate, or a state mandate, or a local mandate. There's so many things that are up in the air that you may be given different rules that you must follow at any given time. And we want to follow the rules unless we are a conscientious objector of that rule or we find that law to be illegal based on our country's laws. So what do we do first? I'm going to first take the, the position that you have been asked to wear a mask where you sing because this is happening many, many places and this will be happening in more places throughout the next few months at least. So I'm going to take the position that you have been asked to sing someplace in public. You have been asked to wear a mask, but you are not required by your law to wear a mask. Okay. Um, and then maybe we'll talk a little bit about your options if you are required to mask up. We're going to cover it all because this is a really crazy time. The number one thing that you need to know as a singer is that the demands on your body are extremely higher than they are sitting at a desk or doing a typical job. Uh, for instance, if you'll take someone who has a career as a professional athlete, if you'll watch uh, football players try to mask up, basketball players try to mask up, the argument is different than if you see people walking in the street and asking them to mask up. There's a reason for this because there's a common, like, pretty much common understanding that these guys are breathing harder. And isn't that going to be harder for them to breathe with a mask on? Well, what most singers don't understand, most vocal coaches don't understand, or at least the scientific level of it don't have any real concrete evidence to pull from. Therefore, they can't really give their opinion on it because they don't have anything to back it up with. Uh, what most people don't understand, but you have to know about your own voice, is that when you are singing at a high level, and at a high level that means you're singing more than probably two songs, okay, and you're singing for more than 20 minutes at any given time. When you are doing that, you are equivalent using your lungs and expelling little droplets of germinase, it's not a word, germ little sputum kind of things. There's more of that going on. Uh, than there would be a normal person in a regular situation, almost to the extent of if you were playing basketball or another professional sport. 
we exhale sometimes up to six times as much air when singing than we do in a normal situation. In other words, in any other normal situation, we'd be asked to wear a mask in. This is not well understood by doctors, so it is not going to be understood by politicians. So my first caution to you is to think about what is required of your body as a singer and then what is required of your body to be healthy so that you can have that baseline perspective before we go into our options. If you're going to go someplace, you're going to sing more than two songs, you're going to be singing or asked to mask up for more than 20 minutes, you need to know that this puts you at especially high risk for issues that surgeons have um, with masks. Now, I'm again, I promised you I'm not getting into the politics of this. So I tend to stay out of the politics of an issue when I have to make a personal decision that affects my personal health. I tend to go look for the science that was published, studies that were published way previous to the current political environment because those tend to be by far the most reliable because they're not um, funded by one side and they're not funded with the goal of a certain outcome and it can be kind of hard to know you know everybody's got an opinion during a political event that everybody's got proof on both sides right and I've heard this so many times how am I supposed to know who to believe well, go back to the proof that is pre-hysteria, pre-pandemic in this case, and look at what we know about masks. We're going to do that today. I'm going to go and I'm going to show you two reports. I'm going to show you the, the baseline reporting that is done on, that was done pre-pandemic on masks in general. And it was really, it was supplied as tests that we do for the surgical community because they were the ones, really the only ones in the United States that were asked to wear masks for any amount of solid time. So there were tests being done to protect the health of surgeons. It's important to keep our surgeons healthy, right? So these tests have been done pre-pandemic. We're going to take a look at what those studies said. We're also going to take a look at what very, very current, meaning um, now it, as of this recording date, it's November 17th. And um, within the last few weeks, probably less than the last few weeks, the CDC report of all the study from the beginning of the pandemic and the states that have forced mass lockdowns have said about those. So we're going to do both. We're going to look at pre-pandemic study about masks so we get some basic non-politicized information. We're going to look at what our body needs, how it reacts to different things with masks. We're going to look at what the current CDC report says, and then we're going to look at four different kinds of masks. So if you should choose to mask up for your own protection or you are forced to mask up where you are singing, that you can take those things into consideration and make the wisest, safest choice for your personal health. And this is a particularly personal issue for me because I was disabled by doctors. Part of my, if you look at my quick five video series, which tells you why I know things no one knows about your voice. It's on thevoiceclub.com. Well, I'll tell you the story of how doctors took my voice away from me twice. And the first time they did, I was forced into a septic shock. And as I went through that septic shock and almost died, one of the last stages before brain death, which I was in the beginning stages of, before that, your lungs began to melt. Black fluid fills your lungs because they're no longer needed. I was past that stage. My lungs had already filled up with three liters of black gummy tar-like fluid. I know because I had to have watch them pump it all out and it was extremely painful. What happens when they do all of that is that your lung tissues are very sensitive and easily inflamed and at very high risk for pneumonia, lung problems, respiratory issues for the rest of your life because they've been half dead already. 
So I happen to be in a unique, very small group of people that have a medical exception card because um, I did try to wear a mask when the masks were first mandated and it ended me up in the hospital because I can't, it damages, it puts such strain on my lung tissues because of the damage to my lung tissues that it, it causes, immediately causes problems. And then I, I know from every doctor, I, I also have unique position of being in front of different medical specialists on average three times a month for the last 10 years, sometimes up to five times a month in front of different specialists. I've had tons of opportunity pre-pandemic through pandemic to ask different specialists, nurses, doctors, special visiting medical specialists, their opinion on all these different things. My opinion that I've come to personally won't be your opinion you come to personally, and that's the way it should be. But I want you to know the information that's out there so that you can make the safest, wisest decision for yourself. The decision I've come to personally is based on pre-pandemic studies that were done on masks and the unique position that I'm in that I get to ask doctors all the time what they think. And I can sum it all up in one physical motion, the rolling of the eyes every time I ask them what they think. And they will lead me back to studies that inevitably are pre-pandemic, which means they haven't been politicized. And they'll say, this is what we know to be true. And we've known this for decades because we've studied this stuff for surgeons. So, um, Though my personal um, position is that I know for an absolute fact and backed up by my doctor that a mask is physically damaging for me, I'm in a state that doesn't allow my doctor to protect me. So that means that I have to wear a mask. So this becomes a really important issue. If you are forced to mask up, if you have emphysema or one of these um, pre-existing conditions, you have diabetes, anything that makes you more sensitive to COVID, and a lot of people of even younger and younger ages now really are impacted by this because they have pre-existing medical conditions that can irritate your lungs. Um, if you tend to get a lot of pneumonia in the wintertime and flu season, this puts you at higher risk too. And then you add singing on top of it and it can just, it becomes terrifying. You're like, well, I'm not going to go sing. I'm going to be at extra risk. So I want to demystify a lot of this politicized information out there based on the science that is not studied in the midst of somebody's agenda. And I'm going to show you those articles. All right. First, I want to tell you about the physical needs of a singer. Like I said, we expel a lot more. And depending on um, how much volume you're using, and if you're a scream singer, kind of how you sing, you can expel up to six, for me, eight times as much air and then little crystals of sputum along with that when you sing. There was actually a test done, and this was, um, I believe, early 2020s, and I don't have this one with me today. Uh, it had to do with performers spreading colds and flu. Uh, we know that the flu spreads the same way coronavirus does. And they had done this study for entertainers that are on cruise ships and things like that to say how far away, it, because singers sing sick, hate to tell you, but performing singers, if you're sick and you're, con you're contagious, you're probably on stage anyway because you're paid to be there and it's your job. And, and usually people like to get paid and they don't get paid. If it, excuse me, if they don't show up, they don't get paid. So they'll tend to show up sick. So there have been studies done before for performers saying, how far should we put the crowd away to make sure that we are not contagious to the crowd? Given the fact that singers do expel more air and particles along with that air. And the, the science has always been um, for entertainment, for entertainers that go out. This is another reason you'll see big stages set up and crowds put back, that a more than safe, more than safe distance is six feet. Six feet is like bulletproof. 
um, really when they did this the test I remember the video but I couldn't find it to source it so I apologize there's a lot of things that seemingly have disappeared and I don't know if I just couldn't find it in the search or what but I remember seeing the video and they were showing the science they were showing the spit come out and they were like measuring it like this is how far it comes out everything was falling off at a foot so they were using the example of performing singers singing at full voice and they were singing and they were doing this example of how far the little crystals and that all of this stuff is going to go out before it falls down even when you're at full voice doing your full thing and they were measuring it and it and it ended right about a foot maybe an inch over a foot is where it would die off completely so there was some debate about well if one foot it's ending and four feet would be good and then people decided to be extra careful and go six feet right okay well six feet you should be a no-brainer if, it, if it's ending at one foot so uh, when I when I taught in a boot camp recently I, I shared that information the tests uh, the studies that I show you today is going to help to give you some statistics that will hopefully make you feel better about your personal choice but we know that we are going to expel a lot more germs when we sing also, those next to us singing are going to expel a lot more germs. So you keep that in mind. Um, but as somebody who's been a professional singer my whole life and sung next to a whole lot of very sick people many, many times, um, it, 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 it was always kind of accepted that the person next to you probably is contagious with the flu. So what do you do about that? There are just different rules when you're performing. There's a reason you see people spread out on performance stages, and that's honestly one of them. One is for uh, show production and show value and because people are moving around. But singers are technically really pretty spread out. Even when you see the backup singers, they'll have like two feet in between them because we know for entertainers, one foot is kind of the max. If you put your backup singers at two feet apart, if one of them has a cold coming on or something, the other ones are much less likely to spread it. Of course, they're probably back in the green room you know, right next to each other before and after that. And you can't, you can't take care of that. But we do what we can on stage and try to get them to little room between them. So there's this debate, especially in churches, how far apart do we put our singers? And um, if we have a choice whether or not to mask, do we mask? A lot of people are masking out of fear. And I think that is the number one worst decision to make on anything you do in life. Never do something out of fear. And fear comes out of the fact that we have opposing viewpoints. So I'm hoping that the uh, proof that I give you today is going to help you, provide you with some proof that you will be able to make a decision based on what your body needs, what your body does when you sing, and um, what you know the pre-pandemic science of masks is. And then the four options that I'm going to provide you at the end for if you should choose to mask for your protection or that you are mandated to and have to choose, which is my case. And I have to be especially sensitive to it because it'll end me up in a hospital. And ain't nobody caring about that but me. By the way, I do this every week. I think we're going to move this to Mondays. Um, but um, you'll only know when I post something new if you're subscribed. So make sure you subscribe. Make sure you comment so that I know what you want. Week to week, I cover what you want, so let me know in the comments whether you see this live or you see this otherwise. Please let me know what you want, leave a comment, and I will make sure to fit that in there as soon as possible because I'm not here to do anything other than to serve you, to answer your questions, and to really educate you on the things that can empower you as a singer, um, unwrap that incredible potential that's in your voice, and help you to understand how to unlock it for yourself. It is not a mystery. 
to understand how your voice works and how to get the best out of it. It is not some big thing that you need to pay someone $5,000 an hour to learn. I know because I paid someone $5,000 an hour and I didn't really learn anymore except that I must be stupid. Turns out through my unique vocal education medically, I learned that it is so much, so much more crazy great the options that your voice has of what it can do than anyone even thought. And it is simpler to understand than anyone ever thought it could be. So that's my job is to just share that information to you. If you subscribe and comment, then I know what you need. I can help meet that need and you can know when my videos come out. All right. Okay. I want to go right into this article. Uh, we know that we are, we are not at higher risk to catch a flu, a cold, or a virus. Um, when on a platform singing, whether we're in a solo or in a group, we are at no more risk that we are in any other crowd. Typically, if you're on a platform or a stage with other performers, you're probably more distanced. You're already socially distanced by how you're spread out unless you're on a teeny, teeny, tiny stage. And honestly, if I think back to all the performing I've done, even on small stages, I don't think I've ever been closer than a foot from my next fellow singer. So um, I know when, when it's cold season, I just tend to move another six inches away. I've never worried about it. I've never caught anything horrible from anybody I've sung with. And, and I used to gig at least twice a week all year long, sometimes three or four. Um, the only times I've ever gotten the flu in my life have been really after I took a flu shot. So um, I'm not saying that's the same for everyone, but I just happen to know that there are ways to keep you safe when you're out there on stage. I've tested it exclusively. It's not just my opinion. I base it on um, the science that there is for entertainers that was pre-hysteria and also years and years and years of being in different environments with different singers at different health levels and finding out what really works. So that's where my opinion comes from. Okay, so you're not in any more danger to be on the stage as long as you're two feet away from other people. If you're five, six, even two feet away from your audience, you're safe. But people are on the whole uneducated about a lot of things. And right now people are being told things that are very politicized. So uh, there is always a fear factor involved in that. That really irritates me more than anything in the world. Advice from anyone on any subject that has something in it to make you afraid. If there's something in it to make you afraid, that means there's something, some agenda someone has. They want you to be afraid so that they can be the solution or you can buy their product. I just, I just never see anything that makes you afraid for just the sake of, oh, I'm just letting you know, you should be terrified. I've just been alive long enough and you probably have too. But the reality is that people in the audience may be afraid because they believed a lot of stuff that's going out there that may not be true. And so for their comfort level, we put them at six feet. Uh, and I think if you are in charge of putting a group on a platform and you're in a place where you're still allowed to corporately gather, Boy, I'd like to move to where you are, first of all. Second of all, um, putting people at six feet makes people really, really comfortable. And um, distancing that every, if you think about it, they say distance six feet. But when they, they say every other chair can be opened up, that's moving you two feet from each other, which is honestly really has been the max standard for performers for decades. So um, if you look at that, right, okay. If you look at one seat, 
closed, one seat open, one seat closed. That's really about the distance, actually more than that usually, the distance between musicians on a stage generally. And if you're closer than that, you should just keep that kind of distance rule. And then those who might be worried about it don't have to be as freaked out about that. Because honestly, most of us are much more freaked out about remembering the words and the notes, which we shouldn't be, because there are other ways to overcome that too. Uh, but we've got a lot of other things to think about besides if we're going to get a, a, a pandemic on top of it. So make everybody comfortable on stage. Two feet is more than safe, really, if you put people in every other seat in your uh, venue, which is what they're having everyone do in office buildings. And that's really the CDC, you know, the toughest thing the CDC has said is every other seat. And if you do that in a performance, that's generally two feet away. Most, most public seats are about two, two and a half feet is all they are in width. So we know that we can spew more stuff, but it falls off at a foot. At two feet, so your fellow performers are completely safe from you and, um, and you're safe from them at two feet. The public tends to be a little bit more scared. We put them at six feet and then everybody can feel more comfortable and focus on the performance or on the worship in the worship service, okay? Now let's take a look at the science. And we're gonna go back to a study uh, because the, the biggest thing that has been pushed in all countries is the surgical mask. It's supposed to be better, or the special mask that you'll find like at a Home Depot or a, a home improvement store. So I wanna, I wanna take a minute to look at studies that were done pre-hysteria on these. And these are studies that were done for the case of surgeons who have to wear masks, the surgical masks. In 2008, there was a study done um, for surgeons. Uh, the risk of um, hypoxia, what happens, and you can read through the things I've outlined as I explain this here, is that when we wear those surgical masks, we are breathing out uh, carbon dioxide, which causes us, it captures a certain amount of carbon dioxide and causes us to rebreathe it because it captures anything in front of our face. We'll capture carbon dioxide and we will breathe some of it back in. Depending on the kind of mask, we'll determine how much of it we breathe back in. And wearing it, and, and they say any, even anyone over 35 years of age, and they're talking doctors here that are wearing surgical masks, can have some level of damage to the lungs just from wearing a surgical mask. And that happens at blood saturation and increase in heart rate. And this is because we are rebreathing carbon dioxide, which is a poison for our body. And when you wear a surgical mask, we are taking back in a certain amount of carbon dioxide. And surgical masks probably are, and I'll show you at the end, surgical masks, because of the way that they are formed, can actually be at almost the highest risk of, of refiltering the most carbon dioxide, which is the reason for high, uh, hypoxia in doctors. Let's see, I've got another one here. This is, a, this is the same study. They said it results from the increased CO2 content. This is us breathing back in the carbon dioxide. It gets trapped underneath the surgical masks face mask. Now doctors, this is, a, this is an article for doctors who never reuse a surgical mask. Now I'm just gonna say it. Okay, so we're talking these. I have several of them. You might have gotten these at stores, right? They've got the little folds in them. And they look really thin and they look pretty, uh, you know, easily breathable, right? There are two layers of, for better, lack of a better use, fabric. It's really more of a tissue. There are two different kinds of tissue type fabrics. One on the inside, one on the outside. It's double walled to kind of protect that, that thin little vapor that might carry those little modules of stuff out. 
and from them breathing in, honestly, it's more for them breathing in stuff from the patient, not getting sick from the patient. But that's two layers that will capture carbon dioxide and refilter it back in. And um, it's, it's such a problem for surgeon that these studies have been out forever setting guidelines for how long doctors and nurses in a medical setting can even wear this mask before it starts to cause strain on their own lungs and problem in their blood oxygen saturation. Um, if you're not familiar with blood oxygen saturation, if you get uh, a, the bad level of blood oxygen saturation, it can damage your entire body. It's a major thing. It's It seems like, oh, too much oxygen. Who can have too much oxygen? But as somebody who has been fatally ill, a, a, three times now, uh, that as soon as they say your blood oxygen, oxygen is, oh, there we go, another big word, my, my brain damage can't handle. Too much oxygen in the blood is always a phrase that goes into, oh, and you've got pancreatitis, something like that that proceeds. So blood oxygenation, oxygen in the blood level is an important thing. And this is something that they put out for doctors. And again, this is not written by the pandemic. Um, it was written for surgeons. Uh, let's move on to the third one here. According to the same study, um, their slight epoxy starts after the first hour. Um, the trapped CO2 changes the normal oxygen rate in your blood and can induce silent hypoxia. That just means you're breathing in carbon dioxide, uh, which you can die from if you breathe too much in because it damages the lungs. Now, one of the issues that COVID causes and people are, quote, well, they say people are dying from in hospitals is respiratory issues. We know, we've known for decades that wearing a mask too long causes these same issues. In fact, there's studies that have been done in Europe and in Germany of uh, people that have caught COVID because of damage they say from masks. So there are new studies. Again, because I prefer when there's fear involved in any issue that becomes fear related, I tend to go look at the studies that were done before the fear entered it. So in this case, before COVID entered, I tend to like to go look at studies before because they weren't motivated by one side or the other and you can get more unbiased information. So we know from looking at surgical, and there are many studies, this is just uh, one that I grabbed because it kind of explained it in more, less medical terms, that we get CO2 levels, we breathe back in carbon dioxide, it can weaken our lungs, and it can affect the blood oxygen level. And that's for surgeons. And that happens within an hour. Now, I want you to think about um, if you were in a worship team and you go to church and you're asked to wear a mask, you're probably like a lot of people wearing it when you leave the house, in the car, by the time you get there, it's still on. You've probably worn that mask for an hour before you even warm up. So you've, you're already at the level of what this pre-pandemic surgical study said about these masks. The other thing is, let's just be honest, these are single-use masks. The most protection they provide and the cleanest protection they provide is only if they're only used once. And I'm willing to bet that most people are not just using these one time. I'm not. When I used them, I didn't just use them one time too. Because it's like, what do I have to buy a 1,000 pack? Am I going to change it every hour? Because according to this study for surgeons, you should not be wearing a surgical mask for more than an hour without it compromising your lungs. This is super important for a singer because our lungs are being used at a higher rate when singing. So anything that could be done, and think about this, when a surgeon is operating, they are talking sometimes, but on the, on the most part, they're being quiet. If you put this same situation, these same studies that were done pre-pandemic, and you put a singer behind this mask, this will happen in 
depending on how hard you're singing, 15 minutes. Because we are singing and exchanging tons more air than a surgeon will in an hour. They're hardly talking in an hour except to say, you know, give me that C23 over there and that five blade and, and that's about it. Okay, open her up. That's about it. Meanwhile, we've gone through three, song, three songs and 16 choruses in that amount of time. So we have to think logically. We are expending more air. More air is more carbon dioxide, which means higher statistics for breathing the MAC in. This is, this is basic health information, so you need to be aware of this. And there are options, and I'm going to show you those options, but it's important that you know this because no one else's uh, singers are not really told about their danger for singing at a high level. They don't know they sing at a high level and what that means to their body, what special needs that puts their body in, and, and that there are options if you're told that you have to wear a mask so that you put less strain on your body, okay? Last, um, this is the report from the CDC. This was February. Um, and this is from the Infectious Emergency Infectious Disease Center. Uh, the study that they've done from, from the beginning of the pandemic just on surgical masks, There's there's been many out there that have said they found no proof that surgical masks do any benefit. This one found since the beginning of the pandemic, um, surgical masks... Um, to control viral spread, which they are not designed to do anyway, I'm gonna show you that in a minute, was negligible. The prolonged of iconic cloth masks, so popular in today's society, actually increased the cases of respiratory illnesses significantly. They're, they're speaking about this mask, cloth masks. In the beginning of the pandemic, this is the mask they told everybody to wear. They also uh, told them to wear another kind of mask. And I've got a, a report on that too. So I want you to know that pre-hysteria, um, the Infectious Disease Center, before there was a political reason for either side to say anything about anything, they knew, based on the studies that had been done forever on surgical masks, that these cause respiratory illnesses because of what I just showed you in the 2008 study. That's why they cause respiratory illnesses. And that's the, the illnesses that were caused in doctors were based on them being one use for very short periods of time. The amount of time that we are being asked to mask up or people are being, are fearful enough to mask up um, is way beyond that. People are exercising in masks. People are driving in masks. And if you look at the studies that were done pre-pandemic that say an hour as a surgeon and you need to be out of there or you're going to cause a problem for your lungs. I think that's something we're taking to mind. Also, because this was the um, culmination of the most recent data in February, and really the masks ma mask mandates came out in March and April of 2020, you can see that the CDC already had all the information on these masks worldwide, and especially in the United States, all the excessive studies that had been done before they were politicized that said that prolonged use of them, and prolonged use is based on what I just showed you in the 2008 study, which means more than an hour, barely speaking, can actually cause significant respiratory illness. This is a problem because this being a singer thing causes a lot more strain than that. Another side effect, and this is from the 2020 CDC report too, is reusing and sanitizing a mask with disinfectant. Actually, an infectious disease center person was um, using these, but using a hospital grade disinfectant because they were like, I know the science. Before 
anybody had a side and picked a side, right? The science is these are going to cause damage, so I'm going to disinfect it so I can use it, use it again, and I'm going to use a hospital-grade disinfectant. What happened is that this actual CDC infectious disease person um, went through face scarring and all sorts of permanent damage from the disinfectant. And I thought that was very valid, given that this was pre-anybody picking a side. They said that there was permanent life-threatening injury from ingesting and inhaling the fumes of this disinfectant. They're talking about a hospital-grade disinfectant, which is a little bit stronger. And in particular, they're, they're talking about rejuvenol. Um, there are some over-the-counter over rejuvenol kind of products now because everybody's been so afraid about the mask and cleaning the mask and they've been disinfecting these so they can use them because it's cheaper than keeping buying them buying them buying them all the time but we need to understand the reality and that these were meant to last one hour and they're not meant to have an, any kind of disinfectant put on them because disinfectant is not meant to be that close to our face because then we are expelling uh, carbon dioxide breathing that back in with noxious fumes that close to where we're circulating a special little mask of noxious fumes and it can actually cause like this this actual um, investigator found they sustain permanent damage from that as well and they said yeah i'd like people to know that's a dish that's an issue and that's not something you're going to hear about out there either um, i just find that once ever once fear is involved in a study or somebody has a motivation for a study i quit listening and i go back to the test before because i just want to know i want to make a solid scientific decision for my own body and my own health based on somebody who did a study who wasn't paid by one side or the other. That's what I want. Unfortunately, what you have to do is you have to go and look before the pandemic to find that. And that's why I'm sharing that information with you today. One more thing. Um, <laughs> I thought this was really interesting too. This is, this is a CDC report before Everybody politicized everything. They said, how do you maximize the effects of having to wear a mask? Fresh air. Guess what the solution is to wearing a mask? Not wearing a mask. <laughs> I'm just saying, before people picked sides, this was what all of the science showed. They also suggest that you exercise 30 minutes a day. Uh, was it a day? Yeah, a day. 30 minutes a day to strengthen your lungs so that it can actually handle the strain of wearing a surgical mask for one hour. Now, we know that people are not doing this. I see people out running with a mask on. If you're exercising 30 minutes a day with a mask on, you are actually damaging your lungs. And that's not my opinion. Based on all of the studies they've done about wearing a typical, typical mask for 30 minutes, if you're running, then you're now using your lungs at five times the level of a surgeon. That means you can take that hour that they said it's okay to wear this mask. You can divide it by five and that gets to be less than 30 minutes. And that's what all the body of science has proved. It's really interesting that all of the science changes ever since the pandemic. The science, oh, it says this, it says that, it says this, it says that. You can't trust changing science. Science is an evolving thing and we don't believe science based on one study. That should never be the case. We are best served always to go look at the body of studies on a particular issue that were in the decade leading up to when everybody picked a side. And that's what I did for this particular episode. It's also what I've done personally to make my decision about what is the safest for my own personal health. Um, and that is the same slide. So we'll go into that. I, I also want to bring up one more thing about this before I show you your options as a singer. This is really important. If you look on a box of any of these, you'll see this. Oh, it just disappeared. Let's see if I can pull it up again. 
Well, hot dang, I'm gonna, I'm gonna find this and pull it up again because this is important and I think it's really important that you see this for yourself. Let's see if I can drag it in here. Please, please let me drag it in. I see what I'm doing here. If you look on a package of these, there is a special warning. I don't know if you've ever looked on these. A few people that have kind of will say, what? On the box of these masks, you'll say it, it says that these masks do not eliminate the risk of contracting any disease or infection, nor reduce the risk of illness or death. That is a, a line that is on the box of these masks. Now, I'm not trying to talk you into wearing a mask or not wearing a mask or any of these things. I want to point this out because the, um, the warnings that are put there we go. Wow, that was easy enough. The warnings that are put on boxes for products didn't come out just this year. A few people have tried to change things, but um, those were based on the last decade of scientific studies. That's why it says that on the box. So when we look at the science, we need to look at the science that was not politicized, which means we have to look at the science. And a decade is a really good, safe amount of time to look at all of the studies, all of the different studies put together and the, the accumulative answer from those studies is always, so if you ask a scientist which result on any given non-political topic do you choose, they will say, well, we've looked at all the studies from all the sources over a certain period of time and we've come to the conclusion that most likely, A, whatever, okay? And that's really the way science is meant to work. One study does not provide the answer. That actually is anti-scientific. Scientific means the ongoing multiple studies from multiple sources and multiple rules to come to a conclusion. That's what science is. So what I'm presenting to you today is the accumulation of the science the decade before the pandemic on masks and its effect on the normal body when we are in normal conditions. Also the science that we know as entertainers that when you are singing, or exercising, honestly, it's the same thing. You are using your voice and exercising your lungs at a much, much higher level. So anything that we know is true about the resting voice has got to be multiplied by the times that you are more using your voice to really be able to assess the true risk to your health and to your own body from wearing a mask. That said, you may choose to wear a mask because you believe it's good for your health, and that is absolutely your choice. You may choose not to, or you may be told you have to if you're in a state like I am. So you have to look at what your choices are. I want to take a look at a few choices. Okay, so everything we know, we know about this mask. Now, at the beginning, they told you to wear, I can't remember what it's called, but I have one of these. You'll see them at the Home Depot stores. They've got this little filter in it. You'll see people wearing these. These are actually designed for contractors and people that you know are around really thin particles of paint and fumes that can be caustic to the lungs. That's what they are. Um, I blinged mine for my first air travel after COVID. Um, it turned out you can't breathe through velvet on top of these six layers of fabric. So I just kept it as a pretty example. <laughs> but even when I looked at this and I put this on, the first thing I did when I, I had known the studies before and I know about my own lung damage, and I know about these because I, I work in my, my wood shop quite a bit. Uh, so I know when and not to use these masks. Now these masks have a special filtration, little extra filter that will filter smaller particles than these masks. Well, that's why all of a sudden people said, well, these masks offer no protection because the molecules are, smarter, are smaller. You have to wear one of these. Well, what we need to understand when we look at the science that we know about the surgical mask 
if we look at this one, we have to understand that this is about six layers of tissue compared to two in this one, and that this is a really thick layer of, of special material. And if you're doing one of those DIY masks at home and putting that filter material in from your, your filter in your home, same thing, many, many more layers. Now, that may be true that it does bring in small, it, it blocks smaller particles than this mask, although we don't have, we don't have a complete body of science from different sources. So I'm not willing to accept that as scientific um, data because that's the rule of scientific data. But we know that this is harder to breathe through. So if you want to wear one of these when you're singing, and you were going to wear one of these when you're singing, let's look at our options. We know that if you're not hardly speaking, you can wear this for an hour safely before you have to throw it away and put on a new one. If you're singing, I would say probably 15 minutes if you're just like wimpy singing. If you're wimpy singing, that probably brings your time, your healthy time in this mask down to 15 minutes before you have to change your mask. Basically, we'd be doing a mask changing show on stage. But if you want to be safe, according to the science, the decade before everybody politicized that, that is what is needed to make this safe this mask safe for your lungs, that you change it every 15 minutes. And honestly, according to all the studies done for surger, surgeons, that you not wear it for more than for us, for a not for barely speaking an hour before you take it off and take a big break or um, in a break in a surgeon's instant is sometimes up to an hour break without the mask to recharge your lungs before you put your lungs under the strain of the mask again. Surgeons operate for hours on end and they will change out masks to make it less dangerous. But we're not told that we should do the same thing, but I, I have a feeling we have the same right to be healthy as doctors. So we know that there are certain restrictions on this mask. This mask, way more restrictive. It is much harder for your lungs to breathe this in. That's why if you are in construction or you work around caustic um, chemicals or you spray paint things with a spray gun and you wear one of these, you'll note on this package, and I don't have it with me today, on this package, it'll say, take this off and like, 15, 20 minutes, don't wear this any longer. So look at what it says on the actual package of the product. There are a lot of products have been trying to revise things just during this period to be politically correct. And I wouldn't, again, I think science is science that is proven by a body of studies from multiple sources that are non-monetized by a certain viewpoint. And that is the most reliable science that we found historically on different topics. So that's what I choose to go with. Uh, so if you're wearing one of these, I would suggest as a singer, you don't because you're going to put your lungs at a really high level of strain. If you've had, um, if you're susceptible to flus, bronchitis, pneumonia, things like that, this is going to be dangerous. And I'm saying that based on the scientific studies, not based on my opinion. It just is. We have two other options I actually ordered recently because I have to, they don't prevent us from traveling over the holidays, which I'm thinking is still probably coming. I'm going to get out of here for Christmas, and um, that means that I have to wear a mask. Now, again, it's medically dangerous for me to wear a mask. My doctor has been told by the state the state will not allow them to protect anyone or provide them any kind of proof. Um, and People that have this kind of condition, like I do, have been banned from a lot of places. But if you have to travel, we've got to we've got to work around it. I figure this gives me a really great opportunity to teach you about some options that other people aren't going to search out because they're not going to have the need that I have. Now, if you're going to sing at any level, when they remember high level singing <clears throat> in a way that your lungs are going to be impacted by a mask, is two songs, two songs in a row. 
Okay, if you're gonna sing a song and sit down for 20, 30 minutes, take your mask off and you can be without it for a while and go sing another song, you can probably get by with a little bit less. If you're gonna sing two songs in a row or more, you have to understand that anything up against your face is going to trap carbon dioxide and make it harder for your lungs. You need to know that that is just the case, okay? Uh, so the goal is in masking up to not let the, um, the little, excuse me, is to keep other people's contagions from hitting us in our special germ bubble and to keep our germs from hitting other people. Now, I know based on the studies from entertainers that I've been privy to my whole life as an entertainer that that all ends at one foot. Um, I don't have those studies, so I can't show you, so that doesn't necessarily make you more comfortable. But the whole point of masks is that if somebody else has a mask on, it's going to stop their junk from getting on you, even if you're a couple feet apart which really tells you they know that a foot is where it drops off. Because if you're both wearing masks, you can be like this far apart, right? But if you're not wearing masks, you have to be six feet apart, which is just happens to be, I'm just saying, the standard for where you put the crowd so they're more comfortable not being spat on by a performer. It's been that way for a long, long time. Okay, but we do have other options. Um, first of all, I think it is the stupidest thing in the world to sing with a mask on. Uh, first of all, most importantly, it puts your health at risk. It puts your health at high risk. And uh, they don't want to look at that and whatever. But as a singer, uh, and it, because I'm medically damaged as well, I would not gig now if I were asked to, wore, asked to wear a mask because it would damage my health. I actually have a gig coming up for Christmas. We're not sure if they're going to cancel all of that too. We're kind of waiting to find out. Um, and it's, it's one of the things that I say when I'm asked to sing. I say, I, I will not wear a mask. It's medically dangerous for me to wear a mask. You have to know that. And if it makes anyone uncomfortable, you need to know that ahead of time because that's a non-issue for me because I will not put my health at risk. Everybody has a right to protect their health and that's the way I need to protect mine. If it makes other people uncomfortable, I just don't take that gig and I'm okay with that. I don't want to be making other people uncomfortable and vice versa. <laughs> so we can all just get along. But um, for the sake of traveling, there are things that make it much easier on your lungs. And I want to provide these opportunities for you to think about if you're in a situation where you're being told you can't sing unless you mask up, or if you choose to mask up because it makes you feel more comfortable, which is totally your choice. I want to suggest a couple things that are less harsh on your lungs. Things that still prevent your germs from spewing further. Um, they won't get even up to the one foot radius. And they will also allow more carbon dioxide to get out and more fresh air to get in so that your lungs are not put under undue strain. They will strain your lungs more than not having a mask on, but they are the least strain that your lungs can go on, undergo. I've done a lot of research on this because of my medical condition and because it's literally of medical consequence to me to find something that puts the least amount of strain on my lungs. And also, um, I'm privy to the science about how far all the germs go and all of that. So I put all my scientific knowledge in along with my medical needs and I've come up with two options that I ordered to show you today. All right, um, you've seen these, they're like the neck wraps. Um, they're somewhat thin, they're kind of stretchy. They say you can tie them and use them as a ponytail holder. So you don't have to have them, <laughs> you don't have a mask on when this is all over, you have a ponytail holder. I bought this one for my husband, he loves the American flag and I love him for loving the American flag. It looks like this, you can put it down around your neck as a thing right here and then you can just kind of pull it up over your mouth. Now, why is this a better option? Honestly, if you could go into a store, no one's gonna let you do this, but if you could go into a store, pick up all these masks and put it up to your mouth and go, <sighs> 
to every single one, you'd know which one is more breathable. You really need to breathe fast and hard like that because that's the equivalent of what your lungs are going to feel when you're singing. Anyone who disagrees with me doesn't doesn't know because <laughs> I've been I've tested this enough. Okay, um, so when we look, it's really hard to see. I don't know if the camera can see this. Let's see if I can get this up to the camera and see if you can see that you can almost yeah look see you can see through it. You can look through the fabric. You can see it. This tells you that it's more breathable. If I were to take this mask and I hold it up here, you cannot see through it. Uh, you'll never see through this one. Okay. But when we start getting breathable, that means air, oxygen from the outside can make a bigger exchange in your lungs. We are looking at something that you can actually see through. This is my favorite. This is the one I've chosen for my own health um, because it's the most breathable mask. It's only six, seven bucks on Amazon and I will include these links probably. Um, it has the little mask, but it's made out of extra thin material. Actually, if I put this material up here, you'll see how much more see-through that is. See how much more see-through that is? See-through. You're like, well, that's not going to protect anything. Well, keep in mind that this has a double layer here. It goes behind the ears. So you can be here and then go like that. It has a double layer. But also, and, and I can still feel it on my lungs in this one because it's a double layer. But you can also wrap this so that you're just breathing through on your nose or at least just your nose through the single layer, which I like. Some people have said, and by the way, the science, and when I say science, I don't mean pandemic science. I mean science that has been tested from multiple sources for the decade before we all got COVID information. That has applied to all transmittable diseases from all sources that have come to a conclusion that did agree. And I've shown you some of that today. That is the science, the cumulative science that we know about different surfaces and how our body reacts to them when they're against our mouth. Um, when we look at breathable material, we are looking at more oxygen in, less carbon dioxide recirculated into our lungs. The surgical masks we found too, and there's plenty of studies out there, although I find it interesting that the more months that go on, the less they show up in a Google search. Just saying, uh, but I've had them bookmarked forever and I go back and all of a sudden they've been taken off or they've been, you know, banned on videos. But I mean, scientific studies, I keep a whole thing of scientific studies. I bookmark all the time because I'm always looking at the science of things and conclusions of studies, which are much more valid than somebody's study just of COVID just this year, because that's just one person from one direction being paid by one person, and I don't think anyone should buy something that's that slanted. I think we have to look at the whole body of work. When we look at that and the reports that I know I read before they all got kicked off and all of that, we, we know that, again, your stuff is not going to go beyond one foot. If you have any material, even something thin as this, you have this over here, this is going to stop those little germs from going out. If someone else is wearing a mask, there is no chance that you're going to get your germs on that person. Same thing for the really thin sheer one. And you can make your own at home. Some people will make scarves like this. I'll just kind of bring them up around their face. And then I've heard people say, well, you can't wear that because it's not protecting you. And that is just fear-based, based on wrong information, which are based on studies that have been done very one-sided and promoted by very big outlets who want you to be afraid for a certain reason. Um, this is not about politics. This is about your personal health. 
If you're going to sing, the healthiest way for you to sing is by not trapping any carbon dioxide in. Understand that you're exhaling much more carbon dioxide when you sing than when you speak at a normal level during your regular life or sit in an office job. Also understand that if you are tend to move when you sing, you are putting undue work on your lungs as well. That means any, any impact that putting that barrier between oxygen coming in and carbon dioxide escaping in front of your mouth creates is going to be exacerbated. It just is, that's the way it works functionally. That's why there's a warning on the box of masks. So what you wanna do is find something as sheer as possible. Now we know based on decades of science before the pandemic, and like I said, I've known longer than a decade, all the studies they've done for performers about how you keep performers safe while they're performing sick all the time as we do. How do you keep them from making other people sick in the crowd? There have been distancing rules that we followed based on those, those bunches of data that have been accumulated over the decades as well. And really they all agree. If we look at all the performer advice we've gotten, plus all of the science we've known about surgical masks and masks in general, their effect on the body, all the way up to the pandemic when everybody seemed to pick a side. If we take everything we've known and we look at almost all boxes that have the warnings about masks, it's because it all agrees. If you have any kind of covering over your mouth, anyone standing with another covering over their mouth, honestly more than a foot away, completely safe. Uh, if you are not wearing a mask, you put your audience six feet away, more than completely safe. I think it's really important to get this information out there for you to make the decisions for you. Do I think you're going to change somebody else's mind? No, because people are too afraid right now. And that's very sad. Um, and regardless of what you choose, you want to wear a mask, you want to wear a surgical mask, you should absolutely do it. But you need to know the risks to your lungs and health when you sing. And I'm also hoping that this information that I provided you, and um, I will include when I post this video, I will include the links to uh, the, uh, the resources. Hopefully they'll be online when you go to look at them. I will include the links to the CDC's test for all of their testing on masks. And they were testing and looking at our country and other countries that went through SARS and all of these other pandemics wearing masks. And, and they've studied based on all of those things too. There is a full body of data on this before we politicized it. That is much more reliable because we have data from a multitude of scientific sources. And we have data on surgeons and what they should and shouldn't do for their own health. Masks trap bacteria. The, the thicker they are, if you can't see through it, it's prone to trap bacteria, especially if you use it more than once. And I mean, I've got like five of these and the times I've been forced to wear a mask, I've used them all probably five times. I know because there's lipstick marks on them. That's how I know I've used them. And you can't put disinfectant on these without putting caustic chemicals in your lungs. That's important to know. Don't damage your lungs. It affects how you sing, okay? If you're going to get out there and sing, the best way to protect your lungs is to not wear a mask. Put yourself at a six foot distance from people to make everybody comfortable so they can enjoy the wonderful performance you have for them. But if you have to wear a mask or you choose to wear a mask, choose one that you can breathe through and take it down whenever you can to give your lungs a break. Remember that even wearing a light mask, we have to understand that there are some level of carbon dioxide 
and bacteria that will recirculate back into our open mouth because it, it creates a barrier and that stuff escapes through our mouth. It's going to recirculate. So give yourself as much fr fresh air as possible. And there is no benefit to exercising with a mask on unless you are one foot away from other people. Protect your health. I do want you getting out there to sing. Now, a lot of people are not getting out there to sing. If you have to sing, wear a mask. You now know what your options are. Find something that you literally can see through so that it's not as much of a strain on your lungs. Take breaks from their mask whenever you possibly can. And make sure that you are not wearing a mask whenever you absolutely don't have to. Please understand the risks of masks and be very aware of when you feel winded. Because if you feel winded more when you're wearing a mask, it's because of the exchange of carbon monoxide and other things coming out of our mouth, recirculating back into our lungs. That's what that is. Be very sensitive to that because that puts you at risk for getting the flu, cold, pneumonia, and COVID. That's what we've known before the pandemic. It puts you at risk for all sorts of things, and we don't want to put people at risk. If we do it smart, we can keep everybody safe, and we can still get out there and sing, okay? And for those of you who are singing at home, there is a huge explosion of artists that are doing live concerts online, they're live streaming, and also um, people that are recording at home. And in the new year, we're gonna go through a recording your own album beginning to end series. I'm gonna show you just how to do that, okay? If you are in a place where you can get out for the holidays and sing, please do it. People need joy more now than ever before. You can bring that to them. Now, I've just given you a multitude of ways you can do it safely for you, safely for them, and safely for your beautiful lungs so that you maintain your health and your lung capacity because lungs are important for everything, okay? Um, don't be afraid. Don't be ruled by fear. Go look at total scientific data Look for everything up to February 2020 or March at the latest, any studies before then. Those are the studies you want. And then sadly, those are the studies in my bookmarks that keep disappearing or keep getting banned. Um, I have a feeling there's a reason for that, but that's very sad to me. I've read through them all. Hopefully you'll still be able to find some and the ones that I'm gonna link below. Don't be ruled by fear because fear is the opposite of joy. Your, your voice was given to you as a gift so that you could experience joy, the joy of singing. Joy casts out all fear. Just saying, be safe. Do the right thing for you and get out there and sing. I'll see you next week on Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific time. Make sure you leave in the comments what you'd like me to cover. Oh, we're going to start doing Christmas songs. I'm going to teach you how to nail Oh Holy Night next week, I think. Let me know what you think about that. See you next week, Monday, 11 a.m. Bye.